Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello everyone, welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is episode number 243 of the world's most dangerous podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. With me today is Jason Linden for an emergency edition of the podcast. How exciting is that, Jason? Well, it, it, it seems that it might be exciting. Well, it's exciting because, as you know, if you're listening to this probably already, the Reds and Dodgers finally consummated that big trade we'd been hearing about. Now, let me go ahead and give the specifics off the top. And, and Jason and I are recording this literally within minutes of the Reds actually officially announcing the trade. So we haven't had a ton of time to digest it. So you're going to he- get to hear us analyze this trade on the fly. And who knows, we may change our mind later. But the trade is this. The Reds have acquired left-handed pitcher Alex Wood, outfielder Matt Kemp, Outfielder Yasiel Puig, infielder catcher Kyle Farmer, and cash, reported to be about $7 million, from the Dodgers. That's the Los Angeles Dodgers. Going to the Dodgers are infielder Jeter Downs, minor leaguer, uh, single A this year. Right-handed pitcher Josiah Gray, just drafted this year. He was in rookie ball this year. And right-handed pitcher Homer Bailey. There's your trade. Well, yeah. I don't like. I'm, I'm all I, in. I'm I am pro this trade. I am all in on this uh, trade. It seems to me, at least my my initial impression is that the Reds. <clears throat> obviously, there's there's some financial shenanigans going on here for the Dodgers, where they're trying to clear space so that they can make some signings without hitting the luxury tax. And there's some some of Homer Bailey's money doesn't count and stuff like that. But anyway, they, it seems they, let me just say about the Dodgers really quickly. Uh, also, reports they're trying to make room uh, within the budget and in the outfield for Bryce Harper. Yeah, right. Um, and so I think the Reds wanted Puig and Wood, and I think in order to get them, they had to take Kemp. That's that's my guess. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. But I'm I'm. Really, I mean, I'm I'm happy about this trade. You know, it's 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 still early and it's still, uh, you know, sort of a, a modest shock, I suppose. But you know, especially Alex Wood, boy, he he seems like an awfully good pitcher uh, from what we've seen of him, and and you know, he's probably not going to throw 200 innings, but he it looks like he's a good bet for 150 or so. Um, yeah, and in in. It's been pointed out in various, you know, we talked we talked before we started about the way our phones blew up, but um, everybody is just controlled through 2019, I think. Is that right? And that is the the thing that I wanted to ask you about next, actually. You, uh, you read my mind. Does it bother you that the three major pieces of this deal for the Reds are going to be free agents at the end of the year? They, because they are. They're all just controlled through 2019. Um, it does not, because one, I mean... Matt Kemp, I'm, I, this is no, this is nothing derogatory about Matt Kemp as a human being, but nobody wants Matt Kemp for more than a year. Um, and then Puig and Wood, I mean, <clears throat> they are they are good players, but next year's free agent market figures to be quite good, and the Reds figure now to have between you know their acquisitions, basically their their major financial acquisitions have been Rourke, Wood, Puig, and Kemp, and all of that money is going to be coming off the books. Exactly. And so that's that's why this trade is uh, – uh, I don't mind the fact that we've got three guys that are going to be free agents. Because, number one, it makes the team better for 2019. And that's a good thing. We want the Reds to be better in 2019. 
Um, if they all go away at the end of 2019, then the Reds have a ton of payroll flexibility to, uh, to you know, uh, go out and sign guys the following year uh, while improving this year. Yeah. Uh, so so th- th- there's nothing wrong with those things. You also have these four guys who are assets that you might be able to flip at the trade deadline as well. You, I mean, you know, there are lots of different things, or or even this off season. And can I just can I just interject here, Chad? Sure. Unless the Reds are flipping to fill a need, I really hope we're not in a circumstance where it's like, what can we get for this guy at the trade deadline? Well, right, exactly, yes. But, yeah, if you're flipping to help fill out another position, maybe you can get a guy, you know, that helps the team for 2020 and beyond. So, I mean, there are a lot of ways this could go. The way that I envision, sort of a tongue-in-cheek, I said it on Twitter, but, you know, maybe one or more of these guys goes to Cleveland here soon in a Corey Kluber trade. It it could be. It it also seems that, you know, and again, to the extent that we are able to understand it, it seems like the Reds still have money to spend. Well, so, that's, like, that's what's interesting to me. Is right? That, I mean, they've still got Keiko money, I think. If, if the numbers that I've uh, looked at are correct, this puts the Reds' payroll for 2019 at $116 million, which is higher than it's ever been before, and they promised us a higher one. But and I, everybody, everybody's been kind of saying that the, the Reds are going to land between 130 and 150 right? Exactly. You know, Bill Lack and I recorded the podcast yesterday. Actually, if you haven't listened to that episode, you need to go listen to it because every bit of it really still applies because uh, it's mostly about Corey Kluber and what would you give up to get him and all the pieces that we discussed really are all still there. And it's a, you need to go listen to it because Bill and I had a great discussion. And Bill was in rare form yesterday and even used some language that I did not approve of. But uh, if we're, that's what we said. If, we're, if we think between 130 and 150, there's still Keichel money there. And you know what? All the big prospects that the Reds have, well, Jeter Downs is probably, you know, he was one of the bigger ones out right. there. But, but the rest of them are still there if you want to try to make a Corey Kluber trade. They, well, they haven't really given up anybody. They've not given up anybody they're going to be dependent on in 2019, certainly, and probably no one they're going to be dependent on in 1920 or 21 either. And Jeter Downs, I mean, let's be real. I mean, he's got 700 professional plate appearances, and they're all in rookie league and A-ball. And here's what I said on the podcast yesterday and what I've said on Twitter. I will never get upset with the Reds for trading any player who has not played higher than A-ball. Yeah. Because even Jeter Downs is a great-looking prospect, and there's a chance he's going to be super. Any idea. But you just don't no. know. There's too much time between a ball and the big league, so I, I'm just not. That doesn't. I'm just not going to get upset about that. So I mean, here's like, and again, as you say, we're we're kind of reacting to it in real time. But if the Reds sign Keuchel, let's say, so then they don't have to give up any major prospects. Then you've got a rotation of Keuchel, Wood, Rourke, Castillo, and what Desclafani and or Molly. <laughs> Yes, and and your and your lineup. Let's let, the lineup is what I'm not going to name in batting order because I'm not that coherent right now. But you've got like well here let me Marco, Suarez. Somebody Winkler. tweeted it out earlier. Let me let me drop right. this lineup on you. All right. Um, if I can pull it up here, because I think it's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, Jesse Winker leading off in left field. Now, this is, I don't know if this is exactly the lineup I'd go with, but just think about it. Jesse Winker leading off in left field. Jose Peraza, second at shortstop. Joey Votto, first Jose base. Peraza, I just have to say it, that's all. What, what's that? 
Jose Peraza can bat seventh or eighth. That's I all. agree. I agree. When I saw that, I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't have quoted this tweet, but that's fine. Um, Joey Votto, first base. Eugenio Suarez, third base. Scooter Jeanette, second base. Yasiel Puig, right field. Scott Schebler, center field. Tucker Barnhart, catcher. Now here, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you jump in with what I know you want to say. Uh, outfield defense is a problem. I wonder if Puig or Shebler be better in center. But that's a nice looking lineup. There's yeah. one guy they forgot to put in that lineup. There is, but I do want to say first. I think Puig is probably the center fielder over Shebler most times. I do too. I do too. This is um, a national guy. Yeah. Um, Nick Senzel. Hello. Nick Senzel. Yes. Uh, Nick Senzel needs to play every day for the Cincinnati Reds. So he's in there somewhere, and that really is starting to look like a nice little lineup with what you just said was a nice looking rotation as well. Isn't I mean, isn't that like that's a cont- that's gotta be a contender, right? That's gotta be I mean at minimum, that's a wild card contender. Yeah. I mean, it's not a perfect team, but you know, I I saw somebody point out that no one at this point is is a perfect team. Um and you know the the way this works out the Reds, because I'm just I'm just clicking through things right now and thinking, kind of thinking on my feet. In terms of their four outfield bats that they have now, two are left-handed and two are right-handed, right? Yes. So that provides some decent sort of like platoon and pinch hitter type flexibility, right? So you know it's possible to imagine a circumstance where we see a four-man outfield, probably with Winker being the the person who really gets time every day. Um, and that's not even including Senzel in the outfield mix. Right. And we're not to Nick Senzel yet, but we've got like a four-man outfield, all of whom can hit, right? Yeah. And we switch them around depending on defensive need. Like if it's a big park, Matt Kemp is not playing, for instance. Um, and then and then we've got Nick Senzel. And I just, I just, I, man, I kind of feel like unless there is another trade coming on, I kind of feel like Scooter's got to be going somewhere. He's got to be the odd man out. Because it doesn't make, because you're not going to get much for him. Prob- you're not going to get any more for him at the deadline than you're going to get for him now. And it doesn't make sense. To, the Reds seem to have moved away from extending him. And Nick Senzel is probably at least as good now as Scooter Jeanette. So it doesn't really make sense to hang on to Scooter Jeanette, especially because the Reds also still have 5,000 other second basemen in their system. Um. Though they've gotten rid of a couple of them, so maybe it's only like two thousand now. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean that's just that's a team that's gonna it's they're it's gonna hit. I think that's an if if they sign like one more real real good pitcher, that's a good rotation. That's an above average rotation. It's an above average team. I, yeah, I, I'm I'm dumbfounded right now. I am too, and I and I'm not as upset about it being a uh, you know some guys that are going to go away because okay hey you know what maybe you can uh, extend Alex Wood if you decide you like him yeah uh, or even, or Puig you know I mean um, nobody's extending uh, Matt Kemp but uh, you know I, those are options with a guy that's in town you might be able to work something and out you, and if not you got flexibility to go do other things and to the extent that I understand things Wood and Puig were both kind of like odd men out change of scenery kind of guys too right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it could be a circumstance, you know, with, with Wood, much like Rourke, where, you again, you look at, at next year's free agent market, and somebody off. I've said this in the last time we talked, but somebody offers you a contract, and you can take the money now, or you can, you know, wait all winter and see if maybe somebody offers you something better um, with already a pretty stacked 
market next year. Uh, and Wood especially, he's only 27. This will be his age 28 year. Um, so he would seem a pretty good candidate for, for an extended extension if he's having a good year this year. And what I like about Wood is he's in some ways ideal. I'm there, if any pitcher can be ideal for a great American ballpark, he's in, he has that mold. He's a sinker baller. He's got a, a nice, a nice slider. And there's some thought that he could have some real success at Great American where other people couldn't. So, you know, maybe he comes in and finds he likes the environment um, and with a team that's sort of starting to win a little bit. You know, I don't know. I, we're more optimistic than the, the average guy. But I can see lots of ways this could go. And, and I don't have any problem with the Reds trading for three guys that can help the team in 2019. And you've given up um, a guy in rookie league and a guy in A-ball, essentially. Yeah, I have, I, I have no problems, none, no problems whatsoever. I, I am amazed that the Reds have been able to get what they've gotten and given up what they've given up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they basically acquired, it's not for free. Those guys have value, those uh, Homer Bay, I mean, very little. But they've improved the 2019 team substantially by trading Jeter Downs, Homer Bailey, uh, Josiah Gray, and Tanner Rainey. For those four guys, they've gotten four guys that are better are going to be on the major league roster and going to help the Reds in 2019, and that ain't nothing. It really is not. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm. It's just it's incredible. I mean, it's this is this is nice. Now, Reds, listen, because I know I know all of the Reds front office hangs on our every word, right? No, isn't it nice to feel like the Reds are finally doing some of the things we wish they would do? It's about time, right? Um, go sign one more starting pitcher. Well, and that's that's the thing. This really can't be the end of the road, I don't think. No, for the Reds. I mean, Alex Wood is good. He's not a number one starter. He's no, a, he's probably he's a two. He's a two slash three, I would say. Um, at his best, he's a two. Um, I'm just looking at his numbers here now. Yeah, yeah, just going to be 28 this year. Yeah, I mean, if it's you look at it, if, if you if you sort of prorate his stats because he's had you know he hasn't qualified for the ERA title the last couple of years, I, I think he's a number two just in terms of his sheer numbers. Um, like you know his his results are our number two results. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Reds have right now a two with Wood, a three with Rourke, and Castillo probably is a three four, but who you figure has is going to grow into things a little bit more yeah could he could bump up to a two uh in the right and let me let me tell you if the reds do get another pitcher like if they do get keichel please cincinnati reds sign dallas keichel please um then if anthony de sclafani is your number five starter then we're back to the days when mike leak was the number five starter which people still causes people to underrate mike leak right yeah absolutely (laughs) i mean you know, we were talking about Di Sclafani as a two-three guy last year, right? And and all of a sudden he's now like, if the Reds get one more pitcher, he's kind of marginal for whether he's even in the rotation. But the thing about that is he's marginal, really, mostly to me, just because of his health. Because he's yeah. healthy, he's a he's a number three guy at least, I would think. I mean, right? You know, you know, and it is. It would be interesting if the Reds, and it's conceivable that they could do this, basically fielded a five-man rotation that consisted entirely of number three starters. <laughs> well, yeah, that could work. I mean, that'll get you there. That's, that's by definition average. It's just getting there away in a yeah. different way than most people do. Um, so, so anyway, uh, 
this can't be the last thing, but it's a really good sort of stopgap move, and uh, I just it's I, it's I'm all, all positives. Um, let me let's look at Yasiel Puig for a moment. He'll be 28 this year, so he and Alex Wood are both going to be 28. Um, and Matt Kemp, I mean, really, Matt Kemp is only 407. So <laughs> right, but you know, Kemp is uh he's probably your fourth. He's the odd man out, you know. He's out- probably a fourth outfielder who gets a lot of pinch hit appearances and, mm-hmm. and a lot of like spot starts. Yeah, if he's like, not moved to the Indians in the Corey Kluber trade, right? Like if if there's an especially like if there's a tough lefty, Matt Kemp is in there. Yeah, Puig's numbers across his career, I mean, you know, just pretty uh pretty steadily. Uh, two seventy nine average, three fifty three on base, four seventy eight slugging. Um, he's going to hit a lot of homers at Great American Ballpark. Yeah, uh, he's going to make a lot of people happy. He's going to make a lot of uh, sort of. Uh, some fans are going to be upset about Yasiel Puig's uh, personality, but I'm all in I, on it. I am not. I am. I like fun. I, I love, am yes. Fun. He's a guy that likes to have fun. And podcast. Going to really enjoy seeing him play yeah. here. So, um, but I guess I guess we're in agreement. This is a good trade for the Reds. For 2019, they are, yep. they've got work to do for 2020 and beyond. We got to acknowledge that, but they've got lots of flexibility, um, and they've got a lot of flexibility still this year to make moves. I, I can't believe this is the last thing the Reds do. If this is the last thing the Reds do before next season, they come into the 2019 season with a team that's better than the one that finished last year. But I still can't believe this is it. Do you? Um, no, I think I think there's one more. I think there's a free agent. I I really think. I, I think I got. It's got to be a free agent signing now because with who you've gotten, do you want to trade a top prospect when you've got the money to sign somebody? What about, right? Yeah, if you've got the money to sign someone, like we're assuming I mean, they do, but I think they do. But in but well, basically the question to me is: Would I rather have, for instance, Dallas Keuchel and Taylor Trammell, or would I rather just have Corey Kluver? And I, I think I'd take Keuchel and Trammell. Yeah, I think probably so. Uh, under those that scenario, especially um, because I mean you got to figure, Tramell has only played in A plus, like high A, but but he's a pretty advanced. And and if the Reds are maybe looking to move him a little faster this year, they might be thinking of him as center field in 2020, which makes you know the Puy Kemp thing perfect. Right. That's what I was going to say. This could be the sort of a stopgap year to push him along a little bit more. Um, and if that doesn't work out, you go sign an outfielder. You know, right. like you you do what you got to do. Right. So, yeah, I mean, they're gonna they've, they've created a lot of uh, flexibility in terms of the payroll going forward. But they still up there at one sixteen now. If they want to go out and do eighteen a year or something for Keuchel, that's within what they where everyone sort of assumed they would be. It's not crazy yeah, and talk. I mean, slated to sign for like between what eighteen and twenty two a year, right? That's kind of the yeah what everybody's expecting him to get. So give him 20 a year and let's go, let's go play. Yeah. And I, I do think now, you know, one of the things I think we shouldn't underrate is the Reds have now with these couple of trades clearly announced to people that they're going to be a significantly better team this year. So I feel like free agents who are on the market are probably looking at them differently. Yeah, I hope so. I hope this is the first time in years that you sort of feel like this is a team that's actively trying to compete. And and you know, is, does that uh, cause a guy like Keiko to think twice? Because they want to be on a winner. You know, they want the money. Obviously, yeah. that's what talks. But you know, if all things being equal, they want to play with a place where it's going to be exciting. 
where you're winning. And Keuchel's been in places like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think for somebody like Keuchel, for, we keep saying he's been, you know, I think for both of us, the, the sort of like pet free agent the whole right. time. You know, I think with him, he is an, if he gets an offer from the Reds, it's basically the same as he's going to get everywhere. Then just thinking in ego terms, you see a team that clearly is better, but also a team that clearly needs what you have. Like most players want to come and be like the guy, you know. And in the pitching rotation, he would be the guy. He would be the top starter. He would be the opening day starter. And uh, and I think that that also probably carries with it something uh, of value. Oh, I'm telling you, uh, opening day, he's never seen anything like opening day in Cincinnati. And he's ne- he will have never seen anything like the standing ovation he would get on opening day in Cincinnati either when he walks out there to take the take the hill to start game one. So... Um, so anyway, 2019 much better. Still, I don't know, 2020 and beyond. This also, to me, quickly, because I know we, we this is a short emergency podcast. We're going to get out and uh, digest this a little bit more. But uh, to all the people that have been saying, ah, oh, the Reds don't need to be trading prospects because you know they're they're still rebuilding. They're not going to be ready until 2020 anyway. And I see a ton of that on Twitter. This answers yeah. those questions too. Hey, look, they can. They're still rebuilding for 2020 and beyond if that's what you you, you believe. But they're also making moves to improve the major league team this year. That has nothing to change anything they were working on in 2020 and beyond. And so, I love it. I'm uh, I'm thrilled. Uh, this goes right in with the conversation you and I had about how excited we were about the winter meetings, um, and what Bill and I talked about yesterday, and just in terms of uh, the way this off season feels. They're doing something, man, and it's exciting, isn't it? It is. And just one more note, because I've got my Twitter feed up while we're talking about this. Uh, Trent has a quote from Dick Williams, which is simply, we're not done yet. Really? Oh, Jason. Yes. So more more to come, Reds fans. I just saw Alex Wood was in the top five in ground ball rate last year. And there's and there's more to come. If they got if they got Keiko, they would have what, three ground ball pitchers? Yes. And, oh, come on. Come on, Reds. Come on. Gosh, I love the Cincinnati Reds. All right. I hope we have a couple more emergency podcasts in us before this offseason's over, Jason. Me too, Chad. Me too. All right. This is Red Leg Nation Radio. It's an emergency edition of the podcast because we could not wait uh, another week to talk about uh, everything that's going on in Reds land right now, the big trade with the Dodgers. Um, We'll be back again next week with another full-sized edition. This is a fun-sized edition of the podcast. We'll have a full-size one next week. Go subscribe. Check us out at Red Leg Radio on Twitter. He's at Jason Linden. I'm at Dotson C on Twitter, where we're going to be analyzing this thing, I'm sure, all weekend. Merry Christmas, everyone. Jason, great talking to you again, buddy. You too, Chad. For Jason Linden, Alex Wood, Yasiel Puig, and Matt Kemp, this is Chad Dotson saying so long, everyone. Thanks for listening to Red Leg Nation Radio from RedLegNation.com. Subscribe to Red Leg Nation Radio on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. And join us for discussion of all things Reds at RedLegNation.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.